1: As cops salute George Floyd and tires slashing uproar. Why are cops puncturing dozens of tires at the protest?
2: Every car that's parked here has their tires slashed. And the cops who say they're fed up demonize police officers as if we're the problem.
1: Then, concrete, disguised as ice cream, and President Trump versus knocked down grandpa. What Trump says the 75-year-old protester may have been doing with his cell phone. You think the blood coming out of his head was staged? Then he survived the virus. 11 weeks later, everything he eats still tastes like cardboard.
3: It is so hard to get a meal down. And
1: the shocking development. The mom who won't say where her kids are. Human remains buried on her husband's property plus
3: welcome to camp.
1: social distancing inside a hula hoop and no high fives
4: oh, air high five there you go
1: now inside edition with deborah norville
4: hello everybody and thank you for joining us a cry for justice and change punctuated funeral services today for george floyd the man who died after he was pinned down for eight minutes and 46 seconds under the knee of a police officer in Minneapolis. The worldwide movement, sparked by his death, shows no signs of abating, a point that was emphasized during today's eulogy.
5: It was a rousing send-off for George Floyd. Mourners packed Fountain of Praise Church in his hometown of Houston to say goodbye in the private service for invited guests only. The ceremony was filled with poignant moments. As his golden coffin was wheeled in, police saluted. His grieving family and friends viewed his body for the last time. Floyd's six-year-old daughter, Gianna, arrived with her mom behind her. She got a loving kiss during the service. Actor Jamie Foxx stood up as he was acknowledged from the pulpit. He sat next to Channing Tatum. Fox's mask had Floyd's name written on it. Social distance at the funeral proved to be impossible to achieve, but guests were advised to wear their masks. If you're in the house today without a mask, you need to get a mask or you cannot stay in the house.
4: Keep your mask on within the sanctuary.
5: As a singer performed, an incredible moment. An artist drew a picture of George upside down, then dramatically flipped it around. Singer Neo
6: performed. It's so hard to say goodbye.
5: (sighs) At one point, the family embraced in grief. Reverend Al Sharpton delivered the eulogy. At the heart of it a call for justice.
1: Until we know the price for black life is the same as the price for white life, we're going to keep coming back to these situations over and over again.
5: The service was anchored with gospel, with mourners swaying from side to side for a man whose death is changing America.
4: That church holds 2,000 people, but because of social distancing regulations, only 500 mourners were allowed inside. Now some shocking video of officers slashing car tires. They weren't on vehicles belonging to wanted criminals, but cars belonging to people in Minneapolis to protest the death of George Floyd. Law enforcement agencies admit they ordered
3: the slashing. The question is why. It's disturbing video, cops in riot gear slashing car tires. It happened in Minneapolis to dozens of vehicles during protests over the death of George Floyd. The police slashed one, two,
2: three, four of my tires. They've also slashed every other car that's parked in this lot's tires. I can't get home now.
3: Journalist Andrew Kimmel shot this video in a Kmart parking lot. What was your reaction when you saw your tire slashed?
1: Frustrating at first and then it became scary because then I realized I was stuck in this parking lot. It was now 2, 2.15 in the morning. There's no taxis. There's no, you know, rideshare, rideshare services that are coming to get you. You know, you are stranded.
3: The Minnesota State Patrol admits troopers strategically deflated tires in order to stop vehicles driving dangerously in and around protesters. They claim some of the cars contained rocks, concrete and sticks. And there's more fallout today over police handling of protests. The police officer who violently shoved a woman to the ground during a protest in New York is being charged with assault. The injured woman, 20-year-old Dunya Zaire, was taken to the hospital. I knocked out of my shoe and slammed the back of my head on the concrete. A push so violent that I had a seizure and I still have a concussion. Officer Vincent DeAndrea was arraigned over video link-up today and released without bail. And check this out. Police say concrete disguised as chocolate chip ice cream is being thrown at them by some protesters. President Trump has weighed in on that
4: incident in Buffalo, New York, in which a 75-year-old protester was shoved to the sidewalk by police. In a tweet that stunned many, the president shared unfounded speculation that the man was aiming a scanner at the officers when he was shoved.
2: President Trump is under fire today for calling the 75-year-old protester who fell and cracked his head after being shoved by cops in Buffalo an Antifa provocateur. Martin Gugino was pushed after appearing to scan police communications in order to black out the equipment, Trump tweeted. I watched. He fell harder than was pushed. Could be a setup. He got the wild conspiracy theory from OAN, the right-wing news organization. Newly released
7: videos appear to show Gugino using a police tracker on his phone, trying to scan police communications during the protest.
2: New York's Governor Andrew Cuomo is condemning the president's tweet today. What do you think it was? It was staged? Do you think the
6: blood coming out of his head was staged? Is that what you're saying?
2: Is it even possible for Gugino to block police communications with a cell phone? We asked tech expert Logan Scott.
6: No, because a a cell phone doesn't receive those frequencies. It doesn't transmit at those frequencies. And they're they're just two completely separate systems. You know, it's sort of like like holding your your phone up to your microwave oven and and expecting the microwave oven to to jam your phone. It just isn't going to happen.
2: Gugino, a longtime activist from Buffalo, remains hospitalized. His attorney telling Inside Edition, we are at a loss to understand why the president of the United States would make such dark, dangerous, and untrue accusations against him. The president is denouncing calls for the defunding, dismantling, even abolishing of police forces in the wake of George Floyd's death. Uh,
1: We won't be defunding our police. We won't be dismantling our police. We won't be disbanding our police. We won't be ending our police force.
2: But what does defunding the police really mean? Even the president of the Minneapolis City Council, who supports defunding, seems to have a hard time explaining how it would work.
3: What if, in the middle of the night, my home is broken into? Who do I call?
2: Yes, I mean, I, I hear that loud and clear from a lot of my neighbors. And I know, and and myself too, and I know that that comes from a place of privilege. That response was met with ridicule by Fox's Laura Ingram. I guess you're supposed to call the white privilege hotline. In New York today, hundreds of NYPD officers fed up at being vilified gathered to vent their frustrations. They're trying to make it look like we're evil. We're the good guys. We've always been the good guys. I grew up here. I I reared my children here. They're asking me, they're asking us to abandon our neighborhoods. They want us to give it back. I'm not giving it back.
4: And actress Niecy Nash is sharing a personal drama. She says just 10 days ago, police pulled a taser on her 28-year-old son. She says it happened when he was pulled over for a traffic stop.
6: Niecy- actress Niecy Nash says a cop pulled a weapon on her son, and now she's revealing she's a blanking wreck.
4: If you have a problem...
6: Nash, who starred on the satire cop show Reno 911, tells The Hollywood Reporter, my son got stopped leaving my house and they pulled a taser on him for a rolling stop. She believes her son was singled out because he is black and was driving a nice car. She spoke about the incident on CNN.
4: One of them said, how did you afford this car? What do do you do?
6: The death of George Floyd is having a ripple effect through the entertainment industry. The June 8th season premiere of the cop drama, LA's Finest, starring Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba, has been pushed back until later this year. You're under arrest. And the 2011 movie, The Help, about racial relations, was the number one rated movie on Netflix. Oprah is asking, where do we go from here? She's gathered politicians, activists and actors, including David Oyelowo, who starred as Martin Luther King Jr. alongside Oprah in the historical drama Selma. The knee on the neck is so symbolic of so much. I have spent so much of the last two weeks crying. The two-part special starts at 9 p.m. tonight on OWN and other networks. And singer Cardi B is embracing her natural side with no makeup or hair products.
4: This is really how my hair is. This is my hair texture. And we've told you how COVID-19 can lead to a loss of sense of taste and smell. Turns out those symptoms last a lot longer than previously thought.
6: As thousands of patients recover from COVID-19, For some, one medical issue that hasn't been resolved is the loss of sense of taste and smell.
3: Whenever I eat bananas, it's super strange, but I I have no desire to eat them anymore. It makes me gag, because whenever I eat them, you imagine eating a tasteless banana that's just kind of
6: goopy and sticky. Matt Newey was Utah's 78th recorded case of COVID-19. He was diagnosed in March, and after all this time, he still can't taste or smell. Imagine going through a meal with everything
3: tasting like cardboard. They said there may have been some brain inflammation going on, and it may have caused pressure on the part of the brain that senses taste and smell. One result? He's dropped 20 pounds. I miss being able to enjoy food. Um, Like, like I have no appetite. It is so hard to get a meal down.
6: And authorities have a warning for those who attended that massive protest in Los Angeles that jammed Hollywood Boulevard over the weekend. L.A.'s top public health official says anyone who's been at a protest and come in close contact with people not wearing masks should get a COVID test and self-quarantine for 14 days. That presumably includes Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez, who are front and center at the march. Now a new study says wearing eye coverings like goggles, face shields and protective glasses can reduce your risk of COVID-19 threefold.
2: Many viral particles that are in the air air, enter through mucous membranes, like the nose and the mouth. But there's also a small percentage that can enter through the mucous membranes in the eyes. That's why by wearing certain protection, like goggles or a face shield,
6: can reduce that risk. COVID cases in 20 states are rising. In Arizona, where a stay at home order expired last month, hospitals have been told to fully activate emergency plans. Texas, which also relaxed social distancing restrictions, is also reporting a spike.
4: Breaking news in the case of two children missing since last fall from Idaho. Their mother's new husband, Chad Daybell, was arrested today after cops say human remains were found on his property.
2: Human remains have been found at the home of Chad Daybell, whose wife, Lori, refuses to say where her two missing children are, or even if they are alive. It's a heartbreaking development in a case that has gripped America. Police gave few details in a brief roadside press conference. Investigators and detectives have recovered what's believed to be human remains that are uh, not identified at this time. Uh, There there is. I I do wanna add that uh, Chad Daybell, uh, who resides at that residence, has also been taken into custody uh, for questioning. 51-year-old Daybell was seen being led away from his home. No charges have been filed. His wife is Lori Daybell, who is already behind bars and who is refusing to reveal the fate of her children, JJ and Ty Lee. They have been missing since September. She was extradited to Idaho to face charges of abandonment and denies any
4: wrongdoing. We'll be back with more Inside Edition right after this.
1: Next, George Floyd's second grade teacher.
4: This is his picture of him being a
8: Supreme Court judge. I honor that eight-year-old boy who had a dream of being something
4: bigger. Plus. Welcome to camp.
1: Social distancing, Inside a Hula Hoop, and no high fives.
4: Air high five, there you go.
1: Inside Edition with Deborah Norville, we'll be right back. How to tell if it's safe to go to your doctor or dentist.
2: Make sure you wear a mask.
1: Next Inside Edition. Is America ready? Patients are very nervous about this. The signs you need to look for so you don't catch COVID-19. The Inside Edition checklist. Then. I can breathe. Knee restraints like the one that killed George Floyd. How often are they used? You could risk someone's life. Next Inside Edition. Edition.
4: George Floyd's second grade teacher is speaking out and she's sharing an essay he wrote about his dreams for the future. Here's Anne McCagliano.
3: She taught George Floyd when he was in second grade. He was called Perry
8: back then. His name is George Perry Floyd and he went by Perry in elementary school.
3: Wayne Sexton was Floyd's teacher in 1981. She's held on to hundreds of her students work, binding them in books. George Floyd wrote this when he was eight years old.
8: When I grow up, I want to be a Supreme Court judge. When people say, your honor, he did rob the bank. I will say, be seated. This is his artwork. And uh, his picture of him as a Supreme Court judge. I just love the uh, line that says, I'll beat my hammer on the desk, then everybody will be quiet.
3: When did you realize the little boy that you taught was this national figure?
8: When my student texts me and said, uh, "Miss Sexton, that's Perry, and he was in our classroom.
3: Sexton says the little boy she taught in second grade may not have grown up to be a Supreme Court justice, but in the manner of his death, his teacher believes he will have historic consequences on the country in ways that no one could have predicted.
8: We couldn't have known that the eight-year-old who was writing this essay was going to have such a profound impact on justice.
4: Ms. Sexton has framed that essay, which she plans to give to Floyd's family.
1: Still to come. Welcome
4: to camp. Social
1: distancing inside a hula hoop. And no high fives.
4: Air high five, there you go. Around the country, parents and camp operators are trying to decide how and if to open summer camp. Here's how one day camp is doing it to keep kids safe.
3: Welcome to camp camp is in session kids are getting a much needed break from life at home at mozi the Museum of Science and Industry day camp in Tampa, Florida. Camp administrators had to implement lots of safety precautions in order to open. How do we get the kids into camp without you know doing their normal touching and hugging because it's a summer camp family. We have many kids who return year after year. So it's like seeing your old camp friends every year and it's exciting for them. One way they're enforcing social distancing hula hoops to keep the littlest of the little ones six feet apart. X's on chairs help maintain social distance at tables. And when this kid tries to high five his buddy, oh, air high five, there you go. Kids sit solo at opposite ends of long tables when they're engaging in science experiments and they space themselves out behind the fence to watch fireworks ignite as part of a science lesson. Masks are optional for campers, but mandatory for counselors. Make sure we wash our hands. Check out this daily schedule. Washing hands is part of the official routine. At 945, then again at 1050, There are hand washing stations and hand sanitizing stations and while the camp used to provide communal lunch, campers now have to bring their own food from home and only three to a picnic table. So how do parents feel about sending their little ones to camp during a pandemic? As long as they're doing what they're supposed to be doing and practicing social distancing and keeping things clean, um, you know, there's only so much you can do.
4: According to the American Camp Association, in a normal year, roughly 11 million kids and adults attend camp. When we come back, a musical tribute to George Floyd. Finally today, 100 years ago, the NAACP adopted Lift Every Voice and Sing as the Black National Anthem. Now a group of musicians is performing that song in tribute to George Floyd and other Black Americans whose lives ended too soon. Musicians from philharmonic orchestras around the country made this video to inspire young black classical musicians. They're playing Lift Every Voice and Sing, dedicating it to those whose lives have been lost to police brutality and to everyone who needs to be lifted up. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Stay safe
7: Listen to The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert wherever you get your podcasts. A story of betrayal you would struggle to believe if it wasn't true. Listen to Blood is Thicker, The Hargan Family Killings, early and ad-free on Wondery Plus.